This episode is presented by Minnesota's very own Ticket King. For tickets for an upcoming game or concert, visit TicketKingOnline.com or a quick link from the 1500ESPN.com sports calendar page. TicketKingOnline.com, 612-341-4141. All right. Hey, the hot stove is back on. It's back on. Mackie and Judd, we got Derek Wetmore in here from 1500ESPN.com. Uh, you can find our Touch 'Em All Twins podcast on iTunes Podcast One and also 1500ESPN.com, the website. So, you and I had Thad Levine on our show from Twins Fest on the stage. Corey Provis was up there. Thad Levine was our last guest. And he flat out said, Yeah, we're going to sign another pitcher before spring training. Yes. So, um, uh, before the beginning of the year. He said, which could make it interesting, too. During spring training, there's about 90 free agents that are out there right now. And I'm not exaggerating. There are 90 free agents out there. A lot of guys looking for work. So names that have been linked to the Twins. Joe Blanton, who people might have checked out on after his failed starting career a few years ago. He went to the Angels. He was already a mediocre starter. Gave up a ton of home runs and uh, went to the Angels and had a six ERA. Then I think was out of baseball or had surgery or something, but came back as a viable reliever. The last couple of years, he's posted a 2.84 ERA out of the bullpen with uh, in 2015 with the Royals and the Pirates combined. And then the Dodgers last year, he melted down in the playoffs a little bit, but 80 innings, a 2.48 ERA, a strikeout per inning. I would take that in a heartbeat. The Twins, the Twins need a couple established, reliable pieces that you can plug into that bullpen while you wait for some of the younger players with more upside. I would be all in on on spending a few million dollars here and there for a Joe Blanton or somebody else in that bullpen. Yeah, I uh, projected that two weeks ago when I did my twenty five man roster. That remember Phil didn't read, and I remember Blanton's, well. Blanton's one of because he criticized it despite the fact yeah. he hadn't read it. <laughs> He's like, here's what your take is, and here's why it's dumb. Yes, uh, Blanton when we was come back. Blanton was one of the names uh, that I picked, and he was the righty, and I felt he was the best reliever at the time available. Uh, interestingly, the Twins were linked to a couple lefties yesterday, too, according to uh, uh, Lavelle at the Star Tribune and then our guy Doogie. They say that uh, Boone Logan is in the mix, and so is Jerry Blevins. I would take either of those guys on the Twins. I think that there's a certain camp of people that says, well, this is not a year you're going to win the World Series, so don't spend any money. I totally disagree with that. I think you spend money to try to win some games, especially with this club that could be, maybe if things go right, they're approaching 500, and that's within spitting distance of that second wild card. I think you spend money, you figure out where you're at. If the, at the trade deadline you need to move some pieces, totally fine. The only thing I wouldn't do in a losing year is lock myself into a long-term contract that'll hamper me down the line. I think as long as they're not doing that, they should be fine yeah, to spend and, some money. And I think because you and I are on the spend money wagon, Judd seems to be more... Just it does, nothing matters until beyond this year. And where I would challenge that theory is, even if spending money doesn't lead to a playoff run, when and they would have to have so many things go right to flip the switch from a hundred losses to yeah. like eighty five or ninety wins. But yeah. I, if if you can shore up your bullpen to the point where you're just in more close games on a more regular basis, you get to see more out of the Byron Buxtons and the Miguel's. I want to see Buxton batting in the eighth inning with. Two strikes and the game-tying run on third base as often as possible. And the same goes for every young player in that lineup. And if you're getting beat a hundred times and your bullpen has a six ERA halfway Mm -hmm. through the season, you're not going to get those opportunities. To be clear, I'm on the uh, short-term contract, and and if the person is a positive addition, that's fine. I am not on the add add a name 
for the sake of it, to sell tickets bandwagon. Weird. So if you can get some help on a short-term contract, that's fine. But if you're going out and signing the, the guy because you think, oh, man, 10 more people will uh, buy tickets, then I don't care about that. Weird that Phil would take somebody's argument, change it, and then argue against it. That's I don't know. I don't judge know where changes his argument. No, 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 no. The Batista, I didn't like the Batista idea, idea because I've heard enough behind the scenes that I don't know that that, that would be a positive addition yes. to the clubhouse. And what I really don't want to do is bring in somebody who's going to sell tickets and be a right. bleep hole behind the scenes. Yes. Judd well, moves the goalpost more than TCF Bank Stadium. No, 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 no. I don't come. Up, okay? I don't come close to you. You're way worse than I am. Okay. I didn't mean to. Tape. I didn't mean to jump in in the middle of a counseling session here. <laughs> oh, really we need a lot of that. counseling. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about but it. But if you, you know, I guess my let's assume that Glenn, because Glenn Perkins is very much, he, and he spoke openly all weekend too that he, there's a chance he might start the season on the disabled list. Uh, I think anything you get from Glenn Perkins in 2017 is a bonus if he comes back and he can. But you have to plan just like last year. We sort of advised this, and they they plan for not having Glenn Perkins. Well, Brandon Kinsler is your closer technically by label, but I think you go into the season and you have a couple veterans in there. I mean, Kinsler can come back. He had a good season last year. Joe Blanton, good veteran, 34, 35 years old. And then you mix in your Ryan Presley's, the guys who've been around for a couple of years, with your JT Shagwaz, and you just go with seven guys, not many labels, let them compete it out. And figure it out. But the worst thing you can do is to go in without adding anyone to that mix and expect it to to work out you after really, six months. If you did that, you'd really be banking on some kids. And maybe, but I think that's less of a surefire route. I think there are basically four ways it could go. Perkins can be healthy. He can be your guy. Or why would Joe Bland want to sign in Minnesota when they might not win a World Series and he could go somewhere else? Because he might be the closer in May. Mm -hmm. There's one option. Go get a free agent. Brandon Kinsler, he acquitted himself well in that role last year, although I I don't know that I see that really as a long-term success. He just he just doesn't fit the profile. Not that I think you need to need to be one you, you don't need to typecast guys to be closers, but he just I don't see long-term sustainable success uh with Kinsler in that role. But that'd be the third option. Fourth option, don't overlook this one. I think Ryan Presley could be a closer. I think that he's got the stuff to be in that role. And if the twins decide to go younger and are trying to figure it out, go a audition sure. route, I think Ryan Presley could be the guy too. Yeah, he's always been interesting. I mean, he's always had stuff. You you could say this about a lot of twins pictures. Kyle Gibson's always had stuff. Well um Kyle, Kyle Gibson has always been sort of all right, you, you see flashes of it, you see flashes of Ryan Presley and I'm wondering is it something that's – was it a flaw in the drafting or developing process leading up to this? Or is there something that Derek Falvey and Thad Levine will bring culturally that will squeeze more toothpaste out of those tubes? But find out now, Very right? curious yeah. to see. This that's is, fine. Uh, it's a learning this is year. The, this is the perfect year to, to find 2017 out. 2017 is a learning year. And if you're wrong, year. you're wrong, and you just make a change. When we talk about stuff, a lot of times that comes down to fastball. But I think of stuff as being much more than that. Yes, Ryan Presley has the big fastball. His breaking ball is so good. Like, it gets underrated. People don't necessarily look at him and see him as a as a curveball slider kind of pitcher. I'm telling you, he's got both of those things with, uh, with some left to spare. Ryan Presley definitely has stuff. The other component of stuff, though, and that's what I need to see from a lot of the guys like the JT Shagwas, the, the Ryan Presleys, can you command it consistently? And when you get in that pressure spot, 
are you still able to hit your spot with your fastball and set up the hitter? Because if you're pitching from behind all the time, that's a recipe for disaster. Uh, Kevin Jepsen tried to do that a little bit last year. It did not work out. Let's come back and talk about uh, the, the Twins, according to John Morosi from Fox Sports, who's very plugged in, and I, I definitely buy the names he threw out there. The Twins were asking for uh, three very specific prospects from the Dodgers at one point during their discussions for Brian Dozier. So uh, we'll unveil those names. We'll also come back. Derek, uh, you spent time all weekend at Twins Fest. Mm-hmm. We'll find out some nuggets that you may have picked up around the ball club. And plenty more, Mackie and Judd. Hey, guys, before we continue on with the rest of this Touch em All podcast, it's Phil Mackey here for all of you Twin Cities area listeners to tell you about Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard is the location. My family and I have been going to this car dealership and service department for three-plus decades And there's a reason for that. It's the best in the business, the smartest and friendliest people in the business. They'll treat you like family. So find out why my family and I have been going to the same dealership and service department for multiple decades, right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Phil Mackey. I'm finding that kid appealing. Uh, for some reason, he just seems like a. He seems there's a there's an innocence about yeah. him. Judd Zolgad. He looks like a, a history I've teacher. I've seen him in person. Yeah, and his story of how he got into is remarkable. I'm unaware of it. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Derek Wetmore hanging out with us from 1500ESPN.com and the Touch 'Em All podcast. You can find our 90 minute stage show from Twins Fest on the Touch 'Em All feed. With uh, both Thad Levine and Derek Falvey, Jock Jones was a fun conversation, and uh, some other players, Max Kepler, Corey Provis was on stage with us, so you can subscribe to the Touch Em All podcast feed. John Morosi from Fox Sports, a friend of the show, from time to time he'll jump on, he reported a list of three names the Twins at one point were asking for in their trade discussions with the Dodgers for Brian Dozier. So we all know Jose DeLeon, 24-year-old, flame-throwing right-hander, uh, struggled a little bit in his first six major league starts, but he made it to the major leagues. He's a top prospect. They also asked for a ball pitcher, Yadier Alvarez, and double A second baseman, Willie Calhoun, who hit 27 home runs in 132 games for double A Tulsa last year. If the Twins had gotten what they asked for, and I'm sure they started the bidding high, and I'm yeah. guessing that someone with the Dodgers told. So that, this is how it went down, I'm sure. Somebody with the Dodgers probably told Morosi, well, you wonder why we didn't get Dozier? They wanted three of our top five prospects, according to Baseball America. Now, if I'm the Twins, I'm starting the conversation there, just like they did, and hoping for two of them. And the Dodgers obviously found Logan Forsyth with the Rays only had to give up one of those prospects. So that's the curtain being pulled back from the Dodgers' perspective. Yeah, and if you're L.A., this actually validates my argument from last week uh, or two weeks ago that you're not pressured to go get a Brian Dozier. You don't need to go lose this trade just because you can afford to in terms of prospects. You're one of the four super teams or five super teams, whatever it is, that is expected to contend for the next 10 World Series. And what a marvelous position that is to be. You wouldn't then want to jeopardize that position by just saying like, oh, okay, well, Man, we need a we need a second baseman this year to win the World Series, and we got this stable of prospects anyways. 
They are not going to make a deal just to make a deal, and the Forsyth trade proved that. What I think is interesting is that a lot of people just kept talking about Jose De Leon, Jose De Leon, Jose De Leon. Every Twins fan that listens to the radio or reads blogs knows Jose De Leon's name, and he's a prospect in the Dodgers system. Yadier Alvarez is, by some accounts, expected to be a bigger front-end starter type than De Leon is. That's what's interesting to me, that that one kind of got buried a little bit. He's not as close to the big leagues. So it'd be similar to what the Twins tried to do with Alex Meyer a couple of years ago, and that one didn't work out. But upside, there are people talking about Alvarez being potentially a better Major League starter than De Leon. The interesting thing about this whole thing to me, too, is this, though. This turns uh, what we've thought of as traditional baseball deals upside down a little bit because you are used to a team like the Twins going to the Yankees or Dodgers or Red Sox and saying, okay, give sure. me your three prospects. And they say, of course we will, right. for Dozier. This is now now guy a guy from Tampa Bay and Friedman who's gone to the Dodgers who operated in the small market I have to be smart philosophy going to a a team that's got you know cash coming out its ears mm-hmm. but still saying I'm not going to mortgage my system for for that guy when for years and years this trade probably would have been done in half hour right mm-hmm. I mean. There was a time when if the Twins had gone with a top player to the Dodgers or the Yankees and said, give me your three top prospects. Yeah, 40 home run hitter. They yeah. wouldn't have thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. And this, so so this is, it's interesting where baseball is going now with uh, smarter people being in charge who say, we could afford to make this trade, but we still yeah. won't because it doesn't make sense for us. And I still argue they should have considered if they want to really compete with the best teams in the National League and be beefed up for the playoffs and to win their division against the Giants that they should have considered trading two of those guys, not all three. All three is a non-starter if I'm the Dodgers, so I totally understand why they yeah. wouldn't pull the trigger. Um, now, I'd, I'd be curious, and we'll never know, unless unless somebody from the Twins graciously wants to explain the intricacies of these trade conversations, did the Twins draw a line in the sand at two or three of those prospects? If the Dodgers would have said, and maybe they did, we don't know, we're not going to give you three, but we'll give you DeLeon and Calhoun if you want to give us Brian Dozier. Or we'll give you the two pitchers if you want to give us Brian Dozier. Where did the Twins draw the line? And it's all speculative. Well, we don't know. Here's the way I view it, Phil. And I wouldn't do that trade. I wouldn't. If I was the Dodgers, I wouldn't trade two of those guys for Dozier. I view it as Dozier's the $100 steak. And you can go to this steakhouse right here and spend $100 and get your prime cut of steak. Or you could go next door and there's a steak. It's it's not as good of a steak. Trust me. Like the the steaks are not really that comparable. But one of the steaks is still a steak, and it's still going to help you beat the Dodgers in the NL West and win the division. <laughs> and that steak costs forty dollars. Well, me being the penny pincher that I am, I'm probably going to go buy the still pretty good forty dollar okay, steak. Well, and that's the, exactly what the Dodgers but did. But the old school guy go, goes to the big time steakhouse and doesn't give it a second thought. Cool, Put it the, all on my card. Yes, exactly my right. We'll card. pay for that way that's later. That's fine. But the Cubs have nine filet mignons strown across Wrigley Field right now, and so, a bunch of pitchers. So too. too do the Dodgers on the way. Their top ten farms. I mean, the Dodgers were a great team last year, and they still have Clayton Kershaw, and they have this farm system that's the envy of every 
everybody in baseball. I think you're looking at two superpowers, and why would one superpower go buy a more expensive stake and put it on the card and maybe pay credit card interest next month yeah, instead we'll of see. just saying and that's the difference. Yeah, we will right, see. But, we'll but, you can't, but, but you can't compare the Dodgers to the Cubs in the in the young player department because the Cubs players have they're panned there. out. That's right. The they, Cubs players have gotten MVPs there. and they're hitting home runs in the World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple minutes left here, like three minutes left with Derek Wetmore, fifteen hundred ESPN.com. You were at Twins Fest all weekend long. What are some things uh, you did radio shows? You did all kinds of stuff, uh, articles for the website. You talked to people on and off the record. So what are some things you took away from Twins Fest? Well, the Twins are still going to be busy. They're not done with their roster. That, I think, is point A. And that maybe got missed a little bit over the weekend. Like, they talked about that a lot. The GM said on the radio that they're not done signing pitchers. Like That's, that's a story. That's yep. a headline. I don't know what kind of pitcher, if it's going to be. Uh, a reliever that you can write in pen into Joe their Blanton, bullpen. Book at Joe Blanton. Joe Blanton, perfect, perfect twins. Well, uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, Scrap heap guy, but but been better the last couple of years. Oh, he's reinvented himself as a reliever. Over For the sure. past two seasons, Joe Blanton's been excellent. But I also, I just think that we're looking at the twins through this prism that we're sort of used to looking. Phil, you and I have joked about this before. We used to talk on the Touch Em All podcast like, hey, here's what I might do. But I feel like this is more of a Terry Ryan move. The interesting thing to me is that we have no idea what a Derek Falvey move That's looks like. That's what's intriguing about this entire thing. And, Joe Maurer might and, be a part-time and Do- player. And Dozier on the air on Saturday made a very offhanded reference about something like, we're not near done, and it's yep. almost like Falvey had told him something. It was weird. Like, why would you clue Dozier in on that? But if you did, Dozier just spilled the beans, too. He said, there's still some big-name big name guys that we're really deep in talks with, and I want to add a middle-of-the-order bat, and my ears perked up at that. Is that a Mike Napoli? Who knows? If they win it, I don't think this is going to happen, but if they went in and got, let's say, Joe Blanton to help shore up the seventh or eighth inning, they got a lefty in a Boone Logan, someone that could come in reliably get lefties out, and they signed Mike Napoli, and they just just waited for the the bargain bin to, to... for some of the prices to come down even more. That steakhouse, they just discounted like 80% off, and now you're going to buy there. That becomes a team, and if Buxton continues the nine-home run September and plays well this season, I now look at this team with a lot of curiosity. I'll just say that. I'm not saying playoffs. Don't forget that the third baseman also appears to be in shape. That's right. So no looked good. Still weighs 270. Yeah, he's no, still. He says 265. He looked. Two, he looked pretty good. <laughs> 265. Yeah, he's a nimble he, ballerina. He, he looked days. good. I, Did I think, you just counter my? He weighs 270 with no 265. He's down 15 pounds. He said he looks good, and ultimately at first base he'll be fantastic. I know we got to go here, boys, but quickly I'll say I don't care about the number that it says on the scale. I want to see how quickly he can move. I want to see if he can catch pop ups, and I want to see if he can stick at third base and stay healthy through a full season. That's all I care about. Listen to, listen to what just was talked about the last 30 seconds regarding a professional third baseman. Uh, splitting hairs over how fat he is, and I just want to see him catch pop-ups. In case you're wondering the state of the... Yeah, but the he might hit baseman. 45 home runs. <laughs> so he's, a first, he's a first baseman, boys. Yeah. Don't worry. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A dual operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.